You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Anthony Cashfrance. This is our latest look at the Cleveland Indians, and I am joined by Jordan Bastian, and we are previewing spring training camp. It opens next week in Goodyear, Arizona. And, JB, you've got a string of stories uh, going up on Indians.com over the course of this week. I figure we just kind of run through uh, the the categories there for each of those stories and the uh, exciting lead-up to the day that pitchers and catchers report. Let's start with just the difference between – the 2016 club and the 2017 club. This, this club obviously had great success in 2016, ran away with the AL Central, and then went on that uh, stunning run through October right up to uh, Game 7 of the World Series. But uh, yeah, how will this club be different in 2017? Well, I think the biggest difference that fans will see with the 2017 Indians lies within one of the biggest difference makers that any team acquired over this offseason. When the Indians acquired Edwin Encarnacion, you know, it was really the perfect fit for the need that they entered in, you know, the offseason with. They had a great need for power for the middle of the lineup with Mike Napoli hitting free agency, and many thought that the Indians were just going to re-sign Mike Napoli. But, you know, as the market developed, it became uh, more clear that the Indians were going to be a realistic player for Encarnacion, and he fit perfectly what they needed. They needed that right-handed power right in the middle, and he's a guy that produces power on a more consistent level and he's in a, a kind of an elite slugger in that he doesn't strike out a ton, you know, while producing that power. You know, so once he was able to fall to the Indians' price range where they could realistically make it work, he just fit very perfectly. You know, Mike Napoli will be missed in the clubhouse, in the lineup. Fans will miss him. You know, the party at Napoli's uh, mantra became a rallying cry among fans. Um, did a lot of work for charity in Cleveland in his one-year stint there. But when you have an opportunity – to get a difference maker like Encarnacion. And when you're a team like the Indians who have this window right in front of them to contend for a World Series, you have to do it, and that's exactly what they did. You know, one of the great things about spring training is when guys kind of step up unexpectedly. The Indians last spring, uh, you know, had, had various uh, issues come up uh, in the outfield. You know, Michael Brantley's uh, continued struggles with the shoulder, and uh, uh, Abraham Almonte was banged for PEDs. Tyler Naquin was a really pleasant surprise for them. And uh, wound up seeing, obviously, a lot of time in the big leagues in 2016. Wound up finishing third in the Rookie of the Year vote. Uh, as you look ahead to the camp in 2017, any guys kind of jump out at you as potential to surprise, be it uh, you know a guy making the club unexpectedly or, or maybe somebody having a more pronounced role than expected? Yeah, so I think that Roberto Perez could really open some eyes this spring and, and maybe convince the Indians to increase the number of innings that he has behind the plate. You know, I don't think it's going to be a, a big surprise if, if he's a guy that, that gets more playing time. But with the strong spring, you know, he might position himself where throughout the 2017 season maybe he could earn more innings or eventually maybe even supplant Jan Gomes as the starter behind the plate. You know, we saw Jan Gomes in 2013 enter in as the backup uh, to Carlos Santana back when Santana was catching. And by the second half, Gomes had earned that starting role you know, and then earned himself an extension. But given the way his offense has declined over the last couple of years and given the way, you know, some of his health woes have opened the door for Roberto Perez, 
Perez has really showed the Indians that he can be more than a backup. So I think Terry Francona's kind of hinted that Gomes is going to be the starter, but there is an opportunity to maybe work Roberto Perez in more, whether it's having one guy in the lineup as a DH on occasion or working in extra days off for Jan Gomes. But given the way that both guys struggled with injuries and with offense last year, but both bring plus defense, I think they're really going to monitor both guys closely this spring and through the first half to determine who would be the best option to behind the plate as the number one catcher. Uh, a good problem to have is, is when it's hard to identify a, a team's star, not because it's, it's hard to find one, but because there's, there's several guys who qualify. Uh, you don't get to the World Series without that situation. So the Indians have several guys who would probably qualify as the star. I'm curious, uh, who is your pick for the star of this club, and what is that person's uh, situation heading into spring training? Yeah, I think the star right now just – in terms of also being a star for the face of his country and also for the for the face of baseball potentially is Francisco Lindor. I mean, this guy really has emerged, you know, ever since he's been up in the big leagues, the, all the Indians have done is win, you know, and uh, I think he's an emerging star, not just on the Cleveland stage, but for Major League Baseball. You know, when we spoke to uh, Commissioner Rob Manfred at the press conference to announce that the Indians were getting the All-Star game in 2019, you know, he spoke about Francisco Lindor and the work that he's done um, charity-wise through the RBI program, you know, around not just Cleveland but around the country on various stops. So this is a young player who's emerging and becoming one of the phases of baseball, and he's going to play for Puerto Rico. He takes a lot of pride in that in the World Baseball Classic. He played in the All-Star game last year, uh, won a gold glove, won a platinum glove, and he's a guy that is entrenched as the starter at shortstop for not just 2017, but for many, many years to come for the Cleveland Indians. JB, what would you say is the vision for the Indians here, the big-picture plan? I mean, obviously we know the goal is to win the World Series. Just as far as uh, how they go about that, um, you know, sometimes it can be difficult to repeat in this game as the Indians are trying to do in the American League. But how do you sum up the vision for this year? I mean, they're all in to win now. I think that's the vision for 2017. And also for, you know, 2018, 2019, 2020, when you look at the way the core is locked in, you know, how many years manager Terry Francona is locked in, kind of the way they've structured this team. I think the trade for Andrew Miller in 2016, where they gave up four prospects, and also the signing of Encarnacion, which kind of went against the grain of what we're used to seeing for the Cleveland Indians, those were two very clear signs that this team sees its window and sees its window is right now, and they need to maximize uh, their chances for contending. You know, they reached the World Series last year with a depleted pitching staff. You know, they're coming into this spring healthy, potentially with Michael Brantley back, now with Encarnacion, with an Andrew Miller-anchored bullpen. The vision is to win the World Series right now. Yeah, that's obviously uh, the end goal. Uh, They hope the end result. And and so I know the answer to this next question, but we're doing a a series here on what does the perfect season look like for every club. And we know for the Indians, that would, of course, uh, involve getting back to the World Series and this time coming up with it and and ending what is now the longest championship drought in the game, going back to 1948. But within that context, J.B., what what are some things that would have to happen over the course of 2017 to qualify as that perfect season? Yeah, I mean, obviously, as you mentioned, the perfect season for the Indians would be to win one more game than they did in 2016. You know, they pushed the Cubs to the limit, extra innings, game seven, one of the most memorable World Series finales, um, you know, of our lifetime and, and in baseball history. And, yeah, I think uh, if you were going to say what's the perfect season this year beyond that, um, developments would be Michael Brantley returning to form. You know, they don't want to go through another year where, you know, they're 
you know, starting and stopping with a rehab program and seeing his comeback stall. They want to see him back in the heart of that lineup, being the force and MVP candidate that he was a few years ago. You know, another element of a perfect season for this team would be avoiding disastrous injuries. You know, down the stretch last year, Carlos Carrasco, Danny Salazar were, you know, out of the rotation, and we saw how that hindered the Indians throughout the postseason. They were able to work around it and get to the World Series in spite of the issues but they were really handicapped along the way. So I think avoiding some of those huge injuries, getting Michael Brantley back, and then obviously winning one more game than they did in 2016, that would be the perfect season for the Cleveland Indians. And when you go into spring training, uh, what you don't want to have is competition all over the place. Competition can bring out the best in people, but when you have it at uh, multiple positions, sometimes that's an uncomfortable uh, position going into season. Obviously the Indians are in pretty decent shape. Uh, up and down the roster, they, they've shored up things pretty well here this winter, be it uh, in the lineup with Encarnacion, in the bullpen with Boone Logan. But, you know, when, when you look at this club's roster, what are some of the, uh, you know, key positions or areas of interest and intrigue uh, over the course of the next six, seven weeks of spring training camp? Yeah, the uh, the result of being such a strong roster is that there's minimal competition. And as spring opens, you know, before we see what potential health setbacks or anything uh, might prop up uh, over the course of spring main competition will be for the last spot in the bullpen and the last spot on the bench you know that's the sign of a really strong team so it'll be interesting to see what they do with that bench spot utility role um, for a Terry Francona roster is very very important you know a guy a young guy like Eric Gonzalez comes to mind who can play multiple infield positions or another young guy like Yandy Diaz uh, maybe in the outfield you know they could look at Abraham Almonte versus uh, non-roster invitee Austin Jackson. You know, for the bullpen, there's a slew of arms in the mix. You know, you could go for a, a high strikeout guy like Sean Armstrong, who's really lit it up in the minor leagues, but hasn't really established himself too much yet in the big league stage. Or do they take uh, Cody Anderson or Mike Clevenger, guys who really give the starting rotation some depth, but who showed a knack for having success as relievers and and multi-inning relievers down the stretch for the Indians last year. So those are really going to be the main areas of competition, and things could change if there's any setbacks with Michael Brantley for that outfield. But as of right now, if you assume he's the left fielder, uh, the last spot on the bench, last spot on the bullpen, really the two only areas of competition. Last thing, JB, uh, kind of take us into that clubhouse, what you expect it to be like uh, as guys filter into camp. Of course, many of them report early. Um, but, you know, spring training is a, a great bonding time. You know, like Edwin Encarnacion has said, he won't participate in the World Baseball Classic because he wants to get to know his, his new teammates and, and these guys coming off the, the success they had in, in 2016. It's going to be a, a great atmosphere, I'm sure. Yeah, you know, when I was standing in the clubhouse after Game 7, I remember Cody Allen talking to us, looking at the clock and saying, it's only been 45 minutes and I'm ready to get to Arizona and get this thing started again. So from minutes after Game 7 ended, this team was itching to get rolling again. And I think that's the atmosphere and the feeling that we're going to have when we arrive in Goodyear, Arizona, uh, for this team that's going to enter 2017 as heavy favorites in the American League. So, you know, the way that last season ended, I think that feeling of wanting to get started probably came a lot sooner than it typically does for a team in the offseason months. There's a definitely a heavy sense of unfinished business for this team and for the most part it's a team that has come up together guys who were young and inexperienced are now growing into veteran leaders within that clubhouse 
and it's going to be uh, definitely an exciting spring to monitor the Indians. All right, there you have it. The latest from Jordan Bastion. He will be down there in Goodyear, Arizona. So be sure to follow his work on Indians.com. He's going to bring that fancy camera of his and, and give us all <laughs> kinds of uh, great pictures of, of PFPs in the early days of camp. We love that. Um, and we'll continue to check with him uh, throughout spring training camp and, of course, uh, throughout the 2017 season. So thanks for joining us. This has been MLB.com Extras, Cleveland Indians edition. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.